Hey there. If you're anything like me, you have dreams you want to make reality or goals you want to achieve. But let's face it, time is not on your side. You're busy, you're tired. And when in the world would you carve out the amount of time you would need to achieve anything above and beyond the day-to-day -day load you're already carrying? Welcome to Mom on the Fringe. I am your host, Amy Matthews Mootville. I'm a busy mom of three young children, an entrepreneur, singer, voice teacher, and lover of any old piece of furniture that needs restoration. I am here to support you, encourage you, and give you tactical tips and tools to help you find those hidden pockets of time in your busy week and use that time to your advantage. Let's get started. Self-love. Is it really so bad? In today's episode, I just want to bring that topic up and talk a little bit about self-love and what it really means. I would say the first time I heard self-love or the term, my first thought was, that sounds really self-indulgent, selfish self-centered, all about self. And I was wrong. You see, now I feel like it's something that I view as vital for my survival and good for my soul. But I think as a Christian, I really struggled with this term. And here's why. In the Bible, we're taught to deny ourselves and take up the cross. And I think that many of us take that to mean we should never consider ourselves in any situation. We should just live for others. And I believe that's true. I really do. But please understand that when we speak about self-love, I don't think this is a, a contradiction to what the Bible has to say about denying yourself. When I think of self-love, I think of the fact that most women don't have any problem with self-love being an issue in their lives because they don't love themselves. Even Christians who know that we have the love of God in us and we get our identity in Christ, we struggle with that inner monologue that tells us that we're not good enough, that we don't measure up, even in the Christian realm. It's enough that we have things out on Pinterest and Instagram, and before that it was magazine covers showing us what a real woman should be and look like. But I've even found in my journey as a woman in the church that I struggled with self-love in terms of how I related to other women and how I measured up spiritually to others around me. We are notoriously criticizing and hating on ourselves. We have an inner monologue that is constantly tearing us up and telling us we don't measure up. 
We compare ourselves to other women who are doing it better. We have a bad body image. No matter how much we might work out or diet or cut carbs, we still look at ourselves in the mirror and we beat ourselves up for what we look like. We tell ourselves things need to be a certain way. And so we sacrifice self-love in order to keep our world in order. If anything, we need to practice loving ourselves and be taught about this term because hating ourselves comes so naturally. I really believe this is important and it's vital and it's good to know and determine what this means so that we can live it out in our lives. Not only for ourselves, I also find it's important to teach our children about self-love by showing our own example of it. If we don't know how to love ourselves, how can our children know how to love themselves? Guys, we have an epidemic going on in the world. I was just talking to a girlfriend of mine the other day whose husband is a teacher in high school, and he keeps losing students to suicide. It used to be that the big problem in high schools was girls getting pregnant. Now it's suicide. We're worried about likes. Teenagers are worried that they're not getting accepted and they're getting bullied online because they don't measure up. But we're doing it to ourselves as moms, as women. This past week, I we had Easter and I talked on this episode before, on episode 21, about my holiday hangover and how... I really was struggling to bounce back from all of the expectation, all the activity, and all of the just planning and effort and stress that goes into holidays. And this past weekend, um, I actually didn't know that we were going to have guests. My parents kind of sprung a surprise on us. I think they thought that they told us they were coming, but they didn't. And it was totally fine. And I enjoyed having them here. And we adjusted and we we had a great time. We made lots of great memories. But at the end of it all, when Monday morning hit after, you know, we had guests in town and no matter how easy your guests can be, it's, it's always a little bit stressful because you're trying to make sure everyone's taken care of. And um, they all went home and the kids went back to school and I found myself just sort of numb, just exhausted, unable to move, unable to do the things I normally would do. And I had high expectations for my Monday morning. Mondays are typically kind of busy for me. And I have to, you know, kind of hit the ground running. And I found myself in this place of going, oh my goodness, I can't even move forward. I can't, I can barely even make two sentences come together. There's no way I'm going to be be able to record my 
podcasts and do all the things that I had set out to do because I literally feel like just crawling under a rock. I'm an introvert by nature. So a lot of activity and talking and visiting with people and having constant TV on and conversations It is so awesome for me, but it also wears me out and I have to fill my cup. And I finally just stopped everything I was doing. It was about 1030 yesterday morning and I thought, I can't do this anymore. I need to stop. I need to lay down. I need to just regroup. I need to just let my head be still and my brain to just stop thinking and fill my cup again. That's self-love. That's realizing I need to stop. I need to pause. I need to rest. But I'm going to break it down into even simpler forms of self-love that we do every day that we don't even know we're doing. I really don't feel like this is a moral issue, guys. We make it out to be something that it's not when we object to or have an aversion to this idea of self-love. We practice self-love when we eat because we're hungry. We practice self-love when we put a coat on when it's cold. We practice self-love when we go to bed because we're tired. We practice self-love by turning the air condition down when we're hot. These are all acts of self-love. We want to feel more comfortable. We need to eat. We need to drink water. Some days we need more coffee than others. (laughs) And that's a good way of practicing self-love too, by the way. Coffee! But I say that because I feel like we're making it into a moral issue sometimes, and we're feeling guilty by even bringing up the topic. But it's not a moral issue. This is an issue of knowing what who you are and what you need, period. You're an introvert, so you need more quiet time. You're an extrovert, so you need more time with friends. Occasionally, you need to Stop everything and take a day off or flee your situation in order to breathe again. That's self-love. Nothing more, nothing less. I wanted to just share a few ways we can practice self-love because sometimes I think we have a preconceived notion of what that looks like. And we think that our self-love should look like someone else's when in reality, it may look completely different. I used to laugh because people would say, oh, let's go get pedicures whenever I had my babies, when my babies were were young. And yeah, that was a nice thing to do. And I still enjoy every now and then going and getting a pedicure. But at the time, what I really needed was just to be alone for a little bit, 30 minutes, an hour, just sitting. Sometimes for me, self-love is organizing my sock drawer or cleaning out a closet that needs to be cleaned out, or organizing a pantry that's in desperate need of organization. 
I know that sounds really nerdy, but that's how I am. It makes me feel good. It's taking a break when I desperately need one and being willing to ask for help. It's going on a walk. And I can't believe I'm getting ready to say this because for years, I didn't understand it when others said it, but it's also going to the gym. Self-love for me is making the decision to eat healthy foods and to exercise my body on a regular basis. It could be reading a book. Definitely, I feel like self-love is spending time with God in prayer. Journaling, sipping on a good tea, drinking enough water, date nights with my spouse, meeting a friend for dinner, maybe even shirking responsibilities like I did yesterday for a while in order to rest and rejuvenate. And you know, doing that yesterday gave me life that I would not have had later on in the day, to handle all the demands of my kids once they got home from school, it gave me a second wind where I would normally be dragging. And that's what I want to kind of bring up today. It's not selfish to practice self-love. It's not something we do just for ourselves and our own happiness. Self-love is looking at our needs realistically and saying exactly what needs to happen. Now, we don't always get the opportunity to do that. And there is a balance in it. I can't always be about what I need, right? I'm a mom. My kids' needs are always going to come before mine. But every now and then, I can get a say to Every now and then I can push, I can press pause and I can stop when I need to stop. And that's what that's about. Perhaps another form of self-love is letting go of relationships that just aren't working or maybe abusive. Maybe we need to let go of someone who is making us feel badly about ourselves or negatively about others. Sure, we need to love everyone. But we can distance ourselves from people who seem to always be in competition with us or always gossiping. In Europe, self-love seems to be an art form. I lived there for several years. And I always noticed that it seems like people there don't need to be told to practice self-love. Here's an example. Parks everywhere not just for kids, but for all ages, to stop and smell the roses. There's all kinds of flower gardens and parks just to sit and admire creation. Hiking trails, biking trails, all through the woods, just to take it all in and explore nature. A lot of people go to thermal baths and spas and get regular massages in order to unwind and rest and rejuvenate. They'll spend time resting in the middle of the day for a mandatory pause in order to take a break. 
They spend time going on vacations that aren't just three or four days, but weeks long in order to push pause and reset. And one thing I noticed more than anything is they spend time with their friends and their community of people around them regularly, and they find joy in simple pleasures in nature, in art, and music. I think it's a huge difference to point out because in the U.S., we don't do any of that, not regularly. If I get a massage, it's because someone gave me a gift card. If I go and enjoy nature, it's something out of the norm. If I spend time with friends, it's something I really have to plan out on my calendar and put everything else aside to do. And that's not always easy. If I sit and enjoy creation and nature and people, and I just press pause, that is not a normal function. That takes a lot of ability for me to do. In Europe, I also remember sitting with families on an afternoon for dinner. And what started as just lunch continues over hours and hours of sitting together and chatting. At first, I struggled with my own anxiety with just sitting because I was so used to meeting with people here in the United States for an hour or less. And the waitress always comes, right, and gives you the ticket and says, you know, stay as long as you want, but here's the bill. In Europe, you have to ask for your bill because it's assumed you're going to be sitting for long periods of time and enjoying the people you're with. And I'm talking hours. No one's looking at their watch. No one's looking at their phone, wondering where they need to be next. They're just enjoying the moment. I love that. I love that lifestyle. And I honestly have to say, I crave getting back to it. I know there's a balance and I know we can't change overnight and we can't go from this mindset where we are serving others and putting others first and having an aversion to self-love and then finding a balance with it. But you have to fight for the balance. You have to find what's right for you. I know that it sounds like it's all about you. But like I said in the beginning, that's very rarely the case. We very rarely put ourselves above anyone else or even give ourselves any time or any space or any love. And I really believe that is why We have a lot of issues in our relationships. We have a lot of issues that we can't seem to resolve. And I want to leave that with you today and just 
hope and pray that somehow this is a beginning of a wonderful conversation. I would love for feedback from you on the idea of self-love. If it comes easily or if it's difficult for you and you have trouble understanding it and rectifying it for your own life. There's an opportunity to reach out to me either by email, which I'll list in the show notes, over Facebook, on our Facebook page at Mom on the Fringe. And also, I have a blog that you can reach out to me to as well. So I hope you will do that. I love feedback. I love conversation. And really, you know, that's what this podcast is about. It's not about me getting behind a mic and chatting about all the things that make sense to me. It's about starting a conversation. And that's what I love. I love conversations that help us all to sort of understand each other better. And maybe not pass things off as good or bad, but understand what they really mean and how they could apply to our lives and make our lives a little better. Thank you so much for listening. Talk soon. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for sticking around and listening to this podcast episode. It means so much for me. And please don't forget to leave a review. Till next time. Bye-bye.